Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Will Zubin, Alan Hahn, Chris Kenny, in with J. Will. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's got it now. Does it's he, like, does he like, have like, it? It's like Steve Martin does and the he jerk. You look you like Carlton from the Fresh Prince right now. Come on, man. <laughs> Whatever that, whatever that was, well, I, can do, I can do the Carlton you dance. Can do the Carlton, I can do the Carlton, Carlton dance. I can do it pretty well now. <laughs> That's a draining beat to carry all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, punk rock is kind of exhausting. Yeah, it's high energy, <laughs> intense. That's what it's about. So you're saying there is no after party after the concert? No, 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 no. That's a, it's that's recovery. A exactly. Shut it I'm down. tired after the concert. <laughs> no, right. With what energy? You're a little cut up. me down. Banged up, right? <laughs> It's, it's, it, it's not exactly like being on the defensive line and being an offensive lineman and line of scrimmage in the NFL, but okay. for regular people like me, it could feel like that. Okay, It gotcha. has that sort of same feeling of okay. just nonstop. Have like, you been part of a mosh pit before? Have you, yeah, ever, you done that? Absolutely. Have you walked away safe no, or have you injured? No, so no, why no, do no. a mosh pit? I don't understand this. Because you, you don't know why. You're so into the music, you just go. And you just bounce around. And when you're as the tall as me and as skinny as me, you get, you get pummeled. I just I feel like I'm looking at – see, like – can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine going to a mosh pit and seeing CC in the middle of the damn mosh pit? I'm like, see that? No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I will not. No, if I saw him in the mosh pit, I'm like, no. Nope. You ever see Shaq? Shaq went in a mosh pit once. Why? Time. I don't know. <laughs> and he was destroying Throwing people. people. That's what I'm saying. And, and guys, of course, were running up, like just wanting to. And guys love it. Why mm-hmm. would I want to yeah. have my head knocked? Google off that. It's, CC. It's no, I don't. Video. Yeah, it definitely happens. So you say you never had any parties in college? No, nope. no. Never nope. been part of a mosh pit. Never Won't been do a part it. of the mosh pit. Never. Won't do it. Have okay. you? I can't confirm nor deny. I oh. like it. Oh. Cannot confirm nor like deny. It. So you Just are not, a dancer to punk rock. Well, I, it wasn't punk rock. No, it didn't have to be <laughs> it, it was more like Lil John's Kings yeah, yeah, of Crunk, okay, but, well, you know, okay, but that's yeah. a little okay. different. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't yeah. have to the be con- punk The concept now. is the same, though. Right. Okay, I just yeah. Never, yeah, it's still okay. a mosh pit. Yeah, I've never it, it is yeah. Definitely, it's definitely a thing. So oh, I got a show trip, show trip coming up whenever we get through COVID. Okay, now I'm starting to make sense, CC. So while we wonder about what the Jets are going to do at number two, or maybe we kind of already know what the Jets are going to do, and we'll discuss that in a couple of minutes here but let's just first go to the other NFL team or maybe as Chris might say it the premier NFL team in New Hmm. York right the New York football giants you have a ring from them a Super Bowl and the owner is John Mara and he so so Ian O'Connor who used to write for us at ESPN does a great job was in the New York Post He, he talked about Daniel Jones and this is the quote about Daniel Jones he said, the, first of all, about the Giant roster, John Mara, the owner of the Giants, said that he feels the roster is, quote, good enough to make the playoffs after some of the moves they've made so far in the offseason. He said Kenny Galladay was, was not a top target. Fans can't call us cheap anymore after all uh, that they have spent. But when asked if Daniel Jones, their young quarterback, can win a Super Bowl, his response was, quote, without hesitation. You agree? Uh, I don't know how he can say that definitively based on what we've seen from DJ his first couple of years. I mean, Al, he's got 39 turnovers in two seasons starting. It's hard to win consistently when your quarterback is turning the ball over 20 times a year. So for John Mara to come out and say that he can, you know, definitively say that Daniel Jones is going to be the guy to lead us to championships like Eli Manning did once upon a time. I just don't know how you make that statement. Now, you can like some of the characteristics of the player. You can like his sports character. You can like his mentality, how he approaches his craft. 
But based on the production or lack thereof, there's no way you can have conviction that Daniel Jones is your guy moving forward, which is why you went out in free agency and paid Kenny Galladay $18 million a year. (laughs) Am I wrong, Jay? No. No, you're right. But see, I I think this is John Mara saying, hey, look, a lot of people aren't sure. You're not sure. I'm not sure about Danny Dimes. I sometimes believe Danny Dimes probably isn't sure about Danny Dimes. We've all had these moments as a player sometimes. You might be confident, but still, like until you reach that pinnacle, you're not always sure. But I love the fact that as an owner, he's coming out. And as if, if I'm reading this article, if I'm Danny Dimes, I'm saying, damn right. Yeah, okay. Like my owner believes in me. Like that, that's a huge signal for somebody that you have to have somebody believe in you. And I think that I feel like that's more what John Mara is trying to do here. Like he may have questions, but not by saying, I'm not going to go to the media and say, well, I have questions about our, our quarterback or no comment. No, I believe in, I, I believe in Danny Dimes. And I want to see how Danny Dimes steps up after an owner says, I believe in my quarterback. When so many other owners or GMs have said, you know, He's our quarterback for now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would, it would have been easy yeah. for John Mayer to say he's our quarterback th- for now. I think that's the key point here, though, is what was he supposed to say to that question? I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll find out. Any of that, anything like that would suggest uncertainty. Any of that would be the headline. So if you're going to make a headline anyway, make it in the positive. Yes. Put that support behind your quarterback because clearly he's your guy, at least for another couple of years until you have to make that decision on the fifth-year option and going forward. So this would be the year, and we felt like after all the changes they've made, all the moves that they've made, the addition to the offense with Galladay, um, we'll see about Kyle Rudolph, of course, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get that offensive line back on track, the defense better, and they improved a lot last year. It's sort of like, okay, all eyes are on you, Danny. All eyes, all eyes on, on Danny Dimes, and if he can be that guy now to take all, this, all these weapons and make this team, in that division, make this team – a champion. They, they, they parallel a lot of Daniel Jones with Eli Manning, personality-wise, mm-hmm. not necessarily the way they play, but a lot of the mannerisms are the same. So th- I think if you're the owner, you have to put that kind of support b- behind him. But 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is it irrational confidence behind Daniel Jones? Is it too soon? Or, or, or do we feel like, no, no, he's got the ability to do it because the turnovers are – not necessarily throwing to the other team as much as it is just ball security, right, right Chris? Isn't yeah, that the bigger issue? No, it's Is a, that more fixable than a bad read throwing the football? Well, I mean, turnovers are turnovers. Okay. I, I think that when you look at it, you just you have to be able to cut down on that. And I would probably argue, Alan, that the fumbles are more disturbing than the interceptions. When you look at the wide receiver core that he's had, you don't really have a lot of guys in that core with dominant traits. You don't have a true number one receiver, which is why they went out and spent so much money on Galladay. So you could kind of understand why Daniel Jones would have some interceptions trying to force the ball down the field to receivers that don't necessarily have the kind of talent that Kenny Galladay has or a true number one would have. But the turnovers – that's totally within his control. Right. Like, I mean, I understand the offensive line in front of him is shaky, but he doesn't have to give the ball to the other team. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's one of those things where you look at it as like, okay, this is something that it is within your control, and the fact that you haven't fixed it after two full seasons, that's a little bit disturbing. Like, that's something I'm going to need him to get a, get a handle on. But as far as Don Maher's conviction on Daniel Jones, I will say this. You have to come out in support of your quarterback. You can always say that you believe in the player, you believe in the direction of the program, but he took it all the way up to, I think that he's capable of winning Super Bowls. And in a one-on-one interview with Ian O'Connor in the New York Post, I don't know if he necessarily needed to go down that road with Daniel Jones because the last quarterback that they had that was a starter that won Super Bowls for him, in his second year, he took his team to the playoffs. 
Hmm. What else would you have him say, though, Chris? How do you answer that question? What I'm saying is you can say that you believe in your quarterback. I believe in Daniel Jones. We believe in him. He's our quarterback going into this season. I, I feel like that also sets a tone. A standard for Daniel Jones. Like, oh, I like that. I, I believe that you are a Super Bowl champion. And we talked about it multiple times. CC, on this show, we said, hey, look, this, this, this feels like this is a make-or-break year for it Daniel is. Jones. It is. It's a make-or-break year. So if expectations are, hey, look, the NF- NFC least has now become, I feel like, a really good division with the moves that the Cowboys have made, with what's going on in Washington football team. I still think the Eagles are a little bit down there, but I think it'll be a double-digit winning season for the Giants. You have all the pieces around you. We've never seen you with Saquon Barkley both being healthy on the field for a sustainable amount of time. It's time to step up. This is your opportunity. If you don't, we'll have to make moves. But if expectations are for you to be a Super Bowl champion, you have to start living up to those expectations. I like that. I, I, I like that. That's exactly it. Is if you're going to, he puts that out there in the world, and that's almost like the message to Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah, we expect he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, we believe that. So now he has to make us look, make us look good, right? Well, he's eliminated, right. well yeah, John Mara's eliminated all the excuses, right? Like mm-hmm. there is no excuse why he can't have success. So now Daniel Jones has got to go out and do it. But, I mean, the Giants have got to get this thing turned around. And I thought in this interview, John Mara kind of gave some insight as to how he's feeling about what's been happening with the Giants under Dave Gettleman. You're talking about this team coming off of their fourth double-digit loss season, and I couldn't believe it when I looked at the record, Alan, but six of the last seven years have been double-digit loss years for the New York Giants. The last playoff game that team won was when I was on the damn field in 2011 when we won a chip. Yeah. Like, that's it's, it's a – this franchise is a long ways from where it was a decade ago. And if it's going to get turned around, it, it, it needs to start with Daniel Jones this season. But it's funny that it took him so high. I mean, we we did the one. intro and we called them the premier team in New York. And, but think about that. Right? Premier team <laughs> six years well, ago. you know why? Here's why. This will drive you crazy. Anybody in New York knows this, but around the country you might not. New York hasn't won a championship since Chris Kenny was on the field in the Super Bowl in 2011. That's how long it's been since the city had a champion. Think and we got two of everything. And we got three hockey teams. It's two of everything and three hockey teams. And one championship, and one championship in the last decade doesn't make sense. But that's why the Giants are the last ones to do it. So, anyways, we'll get to the calls. Again, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on Daniel Jones and what the Six owners years. said about the quarterback. Double-digit losses. Six years. That's a lot of losing, no doubt about it. Today on ESPN Daily, Juan Soto is positioned to be the next face of Major League Baseball, and he's just 22 years old. As the season gets ready to start, Jeff Passan shares how Soto's changing the game. That's on ESPN Daily. Listen on your favorite podcast app. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Chris Candy with Jay Will, ESPN Radio. So Friday, a lot of moves were made in the draft. Moving up to number three, the 49ers. Moving back to 12 and then back to six, the Miami Dolphins. That leaves number two in the draft now as, wait a minute, if the Niners were looking to move up and they were looking at everything from one through five, that means they must have talked to the Jets and the Jets must have told them we're all set. That, that had to have been what happened, right? Because that's a pretty good offer when you think about the Jets could have come away with two firsts, still have a 12, wow. and then a third-round pick as well, and still have Sam Darnold. All that would have been pretty good to give up at number two. 
So did they find did they find something that they liked in Zach Wilson, especially after the pro day and you know that 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 throw of pro day season, <laughs> as we talked about. But if I may speak as a Jets fan, and then you guys can mock me, I feel like it's damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they make the pick at two, that means and then trade Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's going to go on to have a, a, a an All Pro career somewhere and become the next Ryan Tannehill. Denver Broncos, watch him go to the Broncos and just unleash. If hell. if they if they keep Sam and trade the pick, Zach Wilson's going to become the next Patrick Mahomes and win Super Bowls wherever he goes. <laughs> and Sam Darnold's going to continue to be a bust. That's just the life of a Jets fan. This is just what you expect. This is what you believe. You just feel like it's almost like this. The, the Niners moved up to three. I kind of want to know who do they want because – I almost trust other people more than I trust myself <laughs> right now. <laughs> so if I knew what you want, like, what are they, what are they looking at? Like, what are they? <laughs> Write it oh, down and send it to me on a piece of paper, John Lynch. Wow. Want, so, again, like, you know, Michael Floor is in, you know, like, and obviously um, you know, Robert Salas is here, so they must know something what's going on in the 49ers. So I'm like, well, what are they doing over there? Like, what are they doing? Because if they want that guy at three, maybe we should take him at two. But am I crazy to feel that way as a fan that clearly, no matter what happens at two, we are still going to be – Biting our fingernails for the next couple of years, hoping that did we screw this up again? I am also a Jets fan, yes. and I'm thinking of this the way like when you're at a party and you see a, a girl that you're not sure you should go up and talk to, but you kind of want to, and then your friend does, your best friend goes up and you're like, ah, oh, I should have gone up. Like that's Mac Jones and the Jets right now. <laughs> the Jets had no interest in Mac Jones, but now that the 49ers traded up to three for Mac Jones, Mike LaFleur is sitting there and thinking, Oh, 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 should, should, should I be looking yeah. at that? <laughs> and how about this, too? What did, uh, um, was it Mike Tannenbaum who said it? That, yes. that, that Zach Wilson might be the best quarterback in the draft, for all we know. Mm. And it's almost like if Jacksonville somehow passed on Trevor Lawrence to take Zach Wilson, then you're like, wait, what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? Why, <laughs> are, why, why are we hey, getting him? CJ, this is why all the Jets fans out there wanted them to lose to the Rams and the Browns. So <laughs> yes. there would be no choice. Take the so thinking it out of it. It would be Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick. We've been talking about that for the last three years. Like, take all of the heavy lifting out of it. There is no mental gymnastics. If they had the number one overall pick, they'd be taking Trevor Lawrence. Now they've got a parse between these three quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and I guess now, Mac Jones has to be thrust in that conversation as well. But in looking at it, I, I mean... But CC, can I say something real quick? I, I, I don't feel like they would just take Trevor Lawrence. I feel like Jets fans are stuck in a perpetual state of misery. No. Where it's just a spiral. And I feel like after you watch Zach Wilson's pro day at BYU, they're like... I don't know. You see, John Lynch was there. He looked really good. You see that roll-up? <laughs> is Trevor Lawrence really the guy? I'm not sure. They do it to themselves constantly. Jay, He's Jay, a Knicks Jay. fan and a Nets fan. Hey, Poor Jay, 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 Nixon on Jay. I'm just saying, this How is scary. your life. Jay, Trevor Lawrence bought Urban Meyer out of retirement to coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yeah, exactly. So, Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one overall pick. But when it comes to the Jets, man, listen, I think everybody around the NFL understands that they're probably going to take Zach Wilson, which is why Kyle Shanahan didn't have the opportunity to talk to Joe Douglas and Rob Sala. Like, that would be the only reason why there was no communication between the two teams. Isn't that what the report has been saying? Like, they didn't have the opportunity right. to talk. So, I mean, it just feels like this is the direction that the Jets were going. And I said it last week on this show that the Jets are taking a quarterback at two. And it feels like that quarterback is going to be Zach Wilson. Well, if there was any question about Trevor Lawrence, Peter King of NBC Sports Football Morning in America, he asked Urban Meyer uh, the other day, is there any real mystery that you're picking Trevor Lawrence? And Meyer responded, that's certainly the direction we're headed. So if Zach Wilson 
is headed to New York, to the Jets at number two. He was asked what he thought about playing for the Jets, and here was his answer. Yeah, New York's a, it's a great spot. You know, I got family around that area and great staff. Love those guys. And Joe Douglas is a great guy. And it was, you know, good to see him out here. And, you know, they got a good thing going. And, you know, I'd be happy to play with any team that drafts me. Just just don't suck. All right, just, that's all we ask. <laughs> just, you know, even if you're mediocre, just be mediocre. His pro day was phenomenal. Don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> pro let, day let's, looked let's wow. Let's let the pro day be the best he's ever looked, right? Oh. Let's make sure that it's only up from here. Like, honestly, again, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What is the jetsiest thing that could happen here for the New York Jets at number two? The jetsiest thing. Would it be that you trade Sam, you get Zach Wilson, and Sam turns into the star that a lot of people thought he'd be? Or is it that you pass, you trade this pick, that maybe someone else wants to jump up and they give even more than what the 49ers gave up, and then you end up keeping Sam and Zach Wilson turns into exactly what his pro day looked like maybe he could be? Which would it be? What is the jetsiest thing that can happen? Because we just, this is how we are. We just feel like something bad is going to happen. This is just where we are. And as much as I want to buy into Joe Douglas and believe in him, it, it's just, it's hard to let go of that kind of feeling. Can, can I tell you what I, what I do respect about Joe Douglas? New York is a very difficult place to live where you feel like you're constantly getting pressure to make moves by media, by fans, mm. by people around you. He has just been pretty consistent like with his – he's very stern. It feels like this is my approach, this is my methodology, yeah. and I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. There's something about the way he kind of like trusts in the – even when mm. he was like, hey, like he put a for sale <laughs> sign up with Sam Darnold. It was like, all right, yeah. for sale sign up. You know, if we get the right offer, we'll see where we're going. I, I, I have a tendency to kind of believe in the way Judd Douglas is going about his movement. Jay, you stopped, you stopped just short of saying trust the process. I, I almost see, said it. I, I, saw I almost going, said it. I said you trust in Joe Douglas. Exactly. Yeah. Please don't but, feel like that. But here, the process work in Philly. They're still waiting to win. Yeah, they're still waiting on that. But here's the one thing I will say about the Jets not being involved with the 49ers in talks to move up. I feel like the Jets have conviction about the direction that they're going with the quarterback position, which is really – what I wanted to see at the outset of this offseason. Like, make a decision. It has to be about whether or not you think Sam Donald can be your guy and whether or not you love somebody at the top of this year's draft. And it feels like they made a decision by not picking up the phone when the 49ers or other teams were calling Mm -hmm. about potentially moving up to number two. Like, Zach Wilson is going to be their guy. They're going to draft him. They're moving off of Sam. They're not going to be swayed by the potential compensation, the three first-round picks and the third pick that the 49ers offered up to the Dolphins. That's not going to influence what we do. We believe that this is the direction that we want to go in, and we don't think Sam Donald can get us there. Zach Wilson can, so that's what we're doing. Yeah, and that's why, of course, I'm now gripped in fear. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Edwin is in New York on the Jets. Edwin, how are we feeling? Good morning, guys. Hope we had a blessed weekend. You too, brother. And uh, I just want to say uh, congratulate on the new spot. I know I'm probably a little late, but every time I call, it says Stephen A. Smith show. So I just want to remind you guys you're in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, so, like, I'm a Jets fan. Allen, you know, we wanted um, Allen uh, to come to the Jets. We didn't want him to go to Buffalo or anything like that. Yes. But my question is, is it who's goal if – a player falls to you and you have your guy in the draft, i.e. Sam Donald, when we wanted Josh Allen in the Baker Mayfield draft. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It did feel like, though, you didn't – that draft was such a surprise that Sam landed 
at your feet because you just didn't think it was going to happen. When the Giants won Saquon, that's when you thought, oh, my God, it's really going to happen because Sam was regarded that highly in that Mm -hmm. draft. I spent a lot of time uh, preparing for that draft, especially because of the Jets' need, and I watched a lot of Josh Allen, so I was convinced, well, the worst-case scenario would be Josh Allen. I Mm -hmm. thought he was great. And yet when Sam was available, that's a no-brainer. You, you, you take Sam Darnold all the time in that draft. It's just – it hasn't worked out. And I guess the feeling is, Chris, is if there is – and again, I'm, I'm a Jets fan, but I'm also a realist. It, it probably is just his time for a fresh start for both, for Sam and for the Jets. Yeah. And that's probably what you're thinking. Like, let him go somewhere and have a fresh start and, and kind of reclaim his career. And you get a guy who comes in who doesn't have sort of the, the warts – and and the scars from the last couple of years of what the Jets have been through. No, you're right. And the general manager gets to take his quarterback, yeah. keep it in mind that Donald was not Joe Douglas's guy, and the new head coach gets to have his guy. So, I mean, it just seems like it makes sense based on this organization being in transition to go with a young quarterback as opposed to rolling with the incumbent. Also keep it in mind that the economics of the situation, it allows you to reset the money at the quarterback spot so you don't have to worry about paying a guy market price after the 2021 season. You still have four years of a quarterback that's going to be your starter on a rookie wage game. CeCe, where do you think the best landing spot for Sam Darnold would be? I would probably go with the Washington football team or the Mm. Chicago Bears because I always believe in a young quarterback being supported by a really good defense, and both of those places have good defenses. So I would look at those two teams as really good landing spots for Sam. Mm. And that's exactly what you said, Jay, right? Chicago especially as a place that should be interested in him if he becomes available, and that might be the expectation. All right, the biggest game on the hardwood tonight is not in the men's NCAA tournament. We'll get to that after Jay has this from DraftKings. So grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back, baby. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. It's easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the course of the week. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs, this week there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code KJZ to get a free shot at a share of a million of dollars for up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code KJZ to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Friday afternoon was filled with breaking moves throughout the NFL draft. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Ryan Rucco on ABC, KJZ on ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Chris Kenny in with Jay Will. Jay Will find the rhythm on that beat. It's easy to find rhythm to this. Okay. And Monica <laughs> McNutt like joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. And Monica, you find that rhythm too. Like Jay was just getting into that. And I know you well enough to know that you probably were kind of Wait, can, you, can I that? ask Monica? Monica, have you, ever, have, you, have you ever heard of the group called The Clash? Mm-mm. No. See? See? Thank you. Cultural Thank you, Monica. People on internet, like on Twitter, like, Jay, you don't know The Clash. Monica was also Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like, Monica no. was also born in like 2002, all right? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect her. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Tell him. <laughs> These guys are just trying to make me not feel quite, old. Not quite, not quite. They're just trying to make me feel old right now. We played a little clash before, and Jay couldn't find the beat, and never mind all that stuff. We just heard the call from Ryan <laughs> Rucco. So we'll get the matchup that we've been long waiting for in UConn and Baylor. It's a must-watch game certainly tonight on ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern. So tell us, tell us what we're looking for in this game. Man, well, good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me. Um Woo, this is going to be a great basketball game. I think this was my favorite 1-2 matchup when I saw the potential bracket come out. And I just think Baylor is playing out of their mind right now. I am not perturbed by the fact that they went into an overtime ball game with Michigan. I thought ultimately their grit and resolve spoke volumes about where Kim Mulkey has this program, where you can take a punch and get up and keep playing ball. Now, Alyssa Smith went 11 for 11 from the field, guys, like, that doesn't happen, and she's a surefire All-American candidate. I thought Dijanae Carrington played tremendous defense, as did Dee Dee Richards, who's running the one spot for them. But on the flip side, I mean, UConn's no slouch, and we know about Paige. But I think in their most recent victory, the performance of Kristen Williams, who led all scores with 22, I believe, and then Aaliyah Edwards as that game started. She's willing to bang and mix it up in the paint, and she's going to have to do that against Baylor because they have both size and speed. Monica, going back to this weekend, how did the Longhorns pull off the upset against Maryland? Ooh, Chris. I know we're talking about Kim Mulkey and Gino talking mm. about coaching, but you're talking about coaching. I mean, Gary Blair had a game plan that completely took the wind out of the sails of the Maryland Terrapins. This is a team that's averaging 91 points, like leading the country in terms of scoring, and you keep them within the 60s. Um, as much as the Texas defense, and post-game, I love Charlie Collier's comments, and she was like, listen, we work on defense. As much as this team defended Maryland, they also were very deliberate on the offensive end. They were patient. They got deep into the shot clock. They ran through Charlie Collier, and they came up with some incredibly timely offensive rebounds that gave them second-chance opportunities in the waning moments of that ball game. So um, on Twitter, lots of my Mississippi State folks were reminding me that Gary Blair had a similar game plan in 2017 when Mississippi State upset UConn. 
Monica, I, I saw Dianet Rossi talking about Paige Beckers uh, the other day, just singing her praise as a freshman for how talented she could be. And then I saw this phenomenal conversation start to take place on Twitter where guys like Draymond Green got involved, saying that she should be allowed to go to the WNBA after her freshman year if she chooses. How do you, how do you feel about something like that? I agree with them. I, I think that girls or women, excuse me, I mean, they my girls, but women, women should have the same options that the men do. Now, we don't necessarily need to get into the salary opportunities that are there, but the choice and the opportunity, if that's your desire, I agree 100%. And I'm sure that Kathy Engelberg and, and the WNBA staff are probably looking at this and reviewing. Now, selfishly, I think that she's going to be tremendous for the collegiate game. I mean, she's going to be tremendous wherever she stay, wherever she decides to go. But as it stands right now, she'd have to get at least two more years under her belt before she can make that jump. We're talking with Monica McNutt, who's our ESPN college basketball analyst and also a very friendly face and, a, and energy in the morning, Monica, by the way. They got her work. She covered NBA, college <laughs> ball, women's college ball. I'm like, I was going to oh, point that out. She was a great player, great player at Georgetown, and she continues to just dominate wherever she goes. So it's great to have you on, Mon. Uh, she joins us, by the way, via the Goodyear hotline. The college basketball season has reached tournament time, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has announced the final ballot. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees so again like we mentioned monica covers everything and that of course includes the nba so i have to ask you a more local question involving the new york knicks as you do stuff for msg along with with me as well yes i am going there guys the 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 mitchell robinson injury as we saw it a freak injury that it was first the hand now the foot how big of an impact do you think this will have on the knicks as they are trying to secure a playoff berth for the first time in yes eight years First of all, Han, shout out to you for holding it down, representing the New York Knicks. I know people are like, ah, Knicks, whatever, Canty, whatever, Jay. Here we go. <laughs> this is a big deal. And honestly, when the news broke yesterday, I was like, no, like audibly laugh out loud, like cry out loud. That's kind of what I went through. Um, we know uh, Mitch was just getting back off the hand injury and now the foot. So that kind of stinks. But I think what you can't see, people might be like, oh, eight and eight, you know, not a huge deal. But there's an energy that Mitch brings. I think when he gets those lob plays, whether it's off of Peyton, sometimes Julius, RJ, whatever, like there's an energy that he brings, um, blocking shots. And I think, you know, we had a conversation with RJ and um, Drew last week for one of our events, and Drew said it. He's like, we're doing things right. And not only does it feel good, it's attractive. And I think Mitch was a part of that because he's been with us and we're watching him grow and matriculate. So, um Obviously, we hate the old sports adage, next man up, and I'm sure Tibbs won't miss a beat, but that sucks. I mean, it just it just flat out sucks. Monica, speaking of big men, the two NBA title favorites added big men in the buyout market. The Nets added LaMarcus Aldridge, and the Lakers signed Andre Drummond. Which big man has the bigger impact on his team's chances of winning a chip? So, Canty, this is tricky, right? Because the Nets getting real greedy. Like, this is the all, I need to team up team. Like, I respect it, but I'm also like, y'all annoying. Um, I'm actually going to give a slight edge to the Lakers in this one. I mean, it's funny. As these trades are, are dropping, I'm in different, you know, studios preparing for, for um, men's college stuff yesterday. And one of our analysts, C. Walker out of Villanova, he was like, that's LeBron fatigue. And, like, he said it, and I was like, huh. I mean, that's the biggest respect to what LeBron is able to do. So I'm actually giving a slight edge to the Lakers in this one. I mean, we know that both AD and KD have not played much lately for their respective teams. But I'm giving a slight edge to the Lakers because we see what everybody is having to do to contend with LeBron. And, you know, I wasn't in on the Bucks originally. And I definitely have said that I think the East is the Nets to lose with all their firepower. 
But sneaky quiet, like they might be, you know, this might not be as locked up as I once thought. Sneaky quiet. Oh, is that mm. my concern to ride with Milwaukee? Yeah, well, they're playing a lot better I, I wouldn't say ride, Jay. I wouldn't yeah. say full on ride. But mm. I just, we got to see. I, I, at first, I was all in on the Nets. But I'm just, just some things are shifting a little bit. I'm with you, mm. Mark. I just, I just want to see how Giannis deals with the scouting report that's coming his way in the playoffs every mm-hmm. year. It's like I, 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 I jumped on the train last year, too, got really hyped up about the Bucks, and then I saw the same Giannis in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm like, what? The wall. We, we shall I'm see. I'm with you. We shall see. But, I'm but with you. Sneaky quiet, Monica, you know I love you. That is not a phrase I would use ever to describe you <laughs> <laughs> or myself. But we love you that way. Appreciate you. Thanks for joining us. All right, Monica. Thanks, guys. Keep doing your thing. I love her energy. I love her energy. She she's, she's, she's everywhere. She's, she's the best. Everywhere. No, she's, that's what you do, right? We work. You got to work. That's what you do. And that's what well, she, Mike she loves to do. You're a low managing. Yeah, I'm recovering from that. <laughs> still, still, that, that one caught me by surprise. I had early shrapnel on the show today. There's no doubt. I'm still trying to teach Jay about the clash. We'll get there at some point. Keyshawn, Jay Will, Zubin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn, Chris Candy in with Jay Will. All right, the phrase that you can't have enough football may apply uh, to the players or may not apply to the players. Well, the rest of us, sure, more football. Players, maybe not so much, and I want to get Chris's take on this. But that's after Jay has this. From DraftKings. Actually, this one's from O'Reilly. Is it? Yes, it is. All right. That's pivot. Omaha. Oh, different play. Omaha. Go. Red 7. Save big during O'Reilly Auto Parts Power Torque Tools DIY, DIY Day Sale with great deals on socket sets, power tools, and more. If you're a do-it-yourself person, I am not, you need the right <laughs> tools for the job, and this is your opportunity. Right now, get $10 off of a 200-piece mechanic tool set plus double O rewards points. That means you can't get your next reward even faster. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. NFL owners are expected to formally approve expansion to a 17-game schedule this week during their virtual league meetings. How are the players adequately compensated for their additional week of work? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. There's no Keyshawn, there's no J. Will, there's no Zubin. It's Alan Hahn, it's Chris Kenny. J. Will with Get Up, he'll be back at the top of the hour as we get more into stuff. But what we, what we do need to talk about on the NFL side of things is something that has been met with, I guess if you're a fan, open arms. If you're mm-hmm. a player, not so much. So Adam Schefter over the weekend tweeted that the NFL is expected to expand the regular season schedule this week to 17 games. The league had played a 16-game regular season schedule since 1978, so it's the longest stretch by far uh, in NFL history without changing the schedule. Field Yates uh, also adds that using the formula reported by Peter King, so the expected matchups for a 17th game, and it's a, if I tried to explain it, I couldn't. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like the two years ago, the division matchup, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bottom line is, is we could get Packers Chiefs in week 17. So we <laughs> like, get Aaron so, Rodgers and Pat Mahomes, yeah, which yeah. is really, really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could get something like that. I mean, we could also get Eagles Jets. So, you know, <laughs> not everything's going to be great. But, but Chris, Alvin Kamara is one guy. There's been a couple others as well. But Kamara was pretty outspoken about the, the 17th game, saying that it's dumb as hell uh, via Twitter. He said more than that, but I can tell you that he said dumb as hell. As a former player, is this – I mean, we know financially why they're doing it, but is this a challenge now to the players? Will there be demands from the players? How is this all going to work? Well, this is going to increase the workload that the players are experiencing, right? You're talking about adding another game, but not adding an additional bye week. So 17 games in 18 weeks. That's a lot of stress to put the players under. The the NFL regular season is already a war of attrition. And now when you consider what you're going to be asking the players to do, you get concerned about injuries being a factor. So that's something to watch as we go forward with the 17-game schedule. But, Alan, if you think back to the CBA negotiations in 2020, one of the hot-button issues was – whether or not they should expand the regular season. And this CBA, from the players' side, passed by the slimmest of margins. You're talking about 60 votes being the difference, but this thing being approved versus rejected by the players. So this is one of those things that we have to keep a close eye on moving forward. The players probably don't like the idea of expanding the regular season without expanding the rosters, but the players do like sharing in the revenue that Mm -hmm. these owners are creating by adding the additional game with now having the media rights deals already negotiated and locked up. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know, like, preseason games, you're not paid for those, but regular season games. No, you don't get paid for those. So less (laughs) preseason games, that's a positive. One more... So I believe is it is it three preseason three or preseason two? It'll be games. three now. Three games, and, and generally it's two because one of them we know is basically your 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 practice squad is playing in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Usually it's it's one game like that, and then one game is a dress rehearsal. And can I also say that game that week seventeen? As much as we want to say Packers Chiefs, that could be a great matchup. If that game means nothing to either one of those teams. You might not also get that. That might not be the sizzle game you thought it would be, right? Like, no, no, you're right. You're right. You have to see how this whole thing yeah. plays out. But I, but I like the idea of more football. Like, as a fan, you know, now I'm a fan of it. I, I want to see more football. I want to see these guys compete. And I just think it adds for more intrigue as the regular season goes along. They expanded the playoffs last year, now expanding the regular season this year. I just think the NFL is heading in the right direction in terms of the overall entertainment product. I think it was Torrey Smith who said that they now you have to work on limiting practice or, or changing some of the practice protocols during the week oh, to yeah, make no up doubt. for this. Because he said guys are already banged up after 16 weeks. So you add another week to this thing. 
So what's going to happen? Is it going to be less practice? Because as a fan, I also don't want that <laughs> because we know the result of that. When they started doing it in the preseason, teams weren't as ready to play the start of the season. Those first couple of weeks, teams really weren't ready, and coaches always blame lack of practice. Are we going to be taking away even more field time during the week for these players and for, this, for these teams? Yeah, coaches are going to have to scale back the physical exertion that the players are experiencing in practice during the regular season. That's just what it is. But most coaches already scaled that back from the preseason anyway. So, I mean, I think the, the thing that you have to keep in mind is making sure that you do whatever you have to do to make sure that your guys get to the game healthy. And I think most coaches have a good feel for that. Most coaches have a good pulse for their team. So I think from a practice standpoint, that, that can be easily managed. But players are creatures of habit, Alan. And so guys understand what it takes to be ready to go for a 16-game regular season. Yeah. But making it a 17-game regular season, you have to wonder, do they need to change their preparation in the offseason? Do they need to change the way they approach training right. camp? Do they have to change their diet? All of those things factor into the equation when trying to make sure that you can stay healthy through this marathon. Yeah, it's a, it's a longer runway, no doubt about it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Alan Hahn, Chris Kenny, KJZ. ESPN Radio. Let's go to Travis in Virginia Beach on a question involving rookie contracts. Travis. Oh, we lost Travis. Okay. Well, it was, a, it was what he was asking about. It was something we just we discussed earlier with Danny Dimes and the, the fifth-year option mm-hmm. for the Giants. As John Mara uh, told the New York Post that he believes that they can win a Super Bowl with him. You don't have to make a decision on him anytime soon, but pretty much you got to – would you say – this year, they got to know about Daniel Jones. Yeah, they got to make a decision on Daniel like Jones year. in 2021. Like, they need to figure out whether or not he's going to be their franchise quarterback so they can develop their plan for the position moving forward. But make no mistake about it, Allen. They've put all the pieces that they need to put in place for him to have success. The only area of that offense that you would look at and say, maybe there's still a question mark would be the interior of the offensive line. But, I mean, Allen, as far as – you know, the supporting cast around the quarterback. I don't think you could ask for much more if you're Daniel Jones. Now it's time for you to go out and show and prove why Dave Gettleman took you with the sixth overall pick back in 2019. Where would you put them in the division? Because I think Vegas has them last. I would probably place them third in the division. Third. I still think think they're better than the Eagles, but I don't think they're quite as good as the Washington football team or the Cowboys. I just feel like that they're – I think they're overlooked with some of the yeah. moves that they've made, right? Like we, we put a lot of energy into what the Cowboys did and just keeping Dak Prescott. We'll see what they do in the draft, but if they get certain, I mean, that adds to their uh, their defense, which is certainly their, their weakness, right? But the Eagles look like they're heading in the other direction now after winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> and do we, do we really trust everything that's going on with Washington when you consider that Ryan Fitzpatrick right now is your best option? No, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick is your quarterback. That's the problem. Like You're a Jets fan. You lived that movie in 2015. I, I don't have to it. tell you. No, you don't. Because, exactly. again, as Bart always says, you'll get Fitz magic and then you'll get some Fitz tragic somewhere along the way as well. And you've got to figure out, like, can you live with it? Yeah. But, again, that's where the Giants are right now. It's this sort of that team that we might be overlooking. They have a change in their culture, but they still have been, as you said, a double-digit lost team for a long time. So Danny Dimes may act like Eli Manning. But, of course, that'll be the question now. Can he deliver like him? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll discuss that next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, Zubin, Alan Hahn, Chris Kenny. Jay Will will be back with us, ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.